Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And uh, in this episode, uh, which is uh, once again going to be a Marvel Cinematic Universe themed episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favourite films, uh, one of my favourite Marvel films, and uh, a landmark film, uh, you could say, um, for uh, um, superhero films. Um, uh, because this film, uh, I'm talking about today, uh, was, uh, a film that broke new ground in that it was a, uh, and considered a big deal because it, uh, was one of the first, um, movies to combine many different superheroes into one film, into one, and also, uh, expanded the, the the storytelling of of uh, of the universe um, and of course the film I'm talking about today is Avengers Assemble uh, as it was called here in the UK but is uh, most commonly known around the world as simply the Avengers and um, the Avengers uh, is a film uh, as I was saying that is a sort of a, a team-up um, film uh, in the Marvel Comics tradition or in uh, a lot of comic uh, book traditions. There is usually a, uh, a, a storyline that runs through the, the comics and at uh, a certain point during the, the run, all the storylines of all the individual comic books all come together uh, at um, an event, uh, which is a, a special um, event in which all the, the 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 heroes all meet up uh, to thwart a um, a universal enemy, um, and uh, the Avengers um, film that came out in two thousand and twelve. Um, which was uh, directed and uh, written by, <coughs> excuse me, Joss Whedon, uh, who you may know from, uh, who was the the creator and the the writer of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the film uh, uh, Serenity and the TV show uh, Firefly and Angel. Uh, so he's a really accomplished um, and imaginative um, uh, writer and director. And creator, and he really was, um, in my opinion, uh, the, the the best person to take over this uh, the challenge, which it must have been to combine um, and uh, to really flesh out the uh, the characters of uh, the Avengers, and uh, within the the comic books. 
there have been um, many different uh, character combinations that have uh, have been called the Avengers. Um, and in in this uh, in this film, um, this is a combination of a lot of the characters that have already been uh, we've already seen on screen in the the previous films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that had been released up to this point. Uh, so it uh, we see uh, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark, played by uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, we see Captain America, um, uh, played by Chris Evans. Um, we see uh, um, Black Widow, uh, played by uh, um, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, and we see Thor, uh, played by Chris Hemsworth, uh, and Nick Fury, uh, um, played by uh, Samuel Jackson, who of course is the director of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and we see Loki, uh, who is uh, Thor's adopted brother, um, and... Um, And he's the the main antagonist of of the of the of the film, um, and um, he uh, he really does show his uh, the, the the potential of the character and how um, how he's able to uh, to to be so. Uh, ruthless and for, for his own gains because in in actual fact even though he uh is depicted as the the main uh uh antagonist he is a he's just doing the bidding of someone uh much more powerful uh much more ruthless and that is the character of uh thanos and another thing that uh Avengers Assemble or the Avengers accomplishes is that it starts off um, a, a storyline which had previously been uh, had previously begun um, you could say in um, in Thor um, the Thor film and, and Iron Man and it's it's a the Avengers is a is a combination of all those storylines all coming together, all tying up, but also being expanded upon. Um, but the the one thing I like about the the Marvel <coughs> excuse me cinematic universe and Marvel um, heroes and the the universe in the comic books is that they're all interconnected and there is a a continuation of um, of uh, plot points and one thing one event leads to another and um there is a a a, a wonderful continuity um and they try not to the 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 characters and the storylines try not to contradict one another and this there is a a a and something that that a lot of other film series have uh, struggled to do is to keep a an ongoing storyline um interconnected storyline um and it's something that marvel uh the, in the marvel cinematic universe has has done so well because they have been so attentive to the details and they have 
built up the story that they wanted to tell uh, over time. They didn't rush it. And of course, at the time they made uh, the first Iron Man film, um, I'm led to believe that they weren't truly aware of what the, the whole storyline uh, was going to be, but and they just built it as they went along. But the way that it it uh, the story um, was built and how uh, it all comes to uh, to a to a head in this film, um, and then branches off and uh, goes into the the next phase uh, of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, is just a, a great accomplishment. And uh, everyone involved really does add to uh, making the Avengers um, a great film. Uh, the actors, the director, um, the the. the the, the story um everything about it just uh just brilliant and i've watched this film i watched it at the cinema uh, back in 2012 and i've watched it multiple times uh, at home and it uh, never fails to uh to capture my uh, uh attention and spark my imagination because of the way that it looks so uh natural and the way that it uh, it really set up uh, a uh, all the films that that came after it, and um, the film uh, is uh, a film that really uh, gave people a lot of confidence that uh, who was in charge of the of the films. Um, most notably, uh, uh, Kevin Feige um, was uh, the right person to uh, to to naturally steer uh, the, the 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 ship, if you if you get my meaning of the of the story, because that's it's very easy to allow storylines to uh, go in multiple directions and. Um, and to to not uh, give the audience um, a a an experience that is not going to take them out of it. Like a lot of audiences, a lot of um, people who like the uh, these kind of films, they like to know that they're they're watching something akin to a chapter of of a book uh, that all makes sense. And this one really does, even for the beginning scene uh where we get this voiceover um and we're we're told that there is going to be this uh invasion against earth and humanity um and uh that uh um that and this is where we get introduced to uh loki uh who uh is in um has been given a scepter, uh, which uh, I'm not sure if he knows at the time, but contains within it uh, an Infinity Stone, and um, the this Infinity Stone is one of uh, six stones that uh, 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 are been um tracked down by thanos and uh 
uh, when we get into the events of um, uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, we see that Thanos he has been tracking down these Infinity Stones, these powerful Infinity Stones that have been around since the beginning of the universe. Uh, um, and because he wants to obtain them so that he can uh, bring balance to uh, the universe. But in this film, um, he is seemingly given away an Infinity Stone because it is contained in this uh, this powerful scepter. And he's given it to uh, to Loki. Uh, I believe it's the, the space uh, Infinity Stone. And he's given it to Loki so that he can lead uh, an army against uh, humanity. And uh, basically invade Earth so that he can take over. Um, and also so that they can retrieve another Infinity Stone. Uh, which is housed within the Tesseract Cube. And this Tesseract Cube was something that was uh, that we, we saw in the film um, Captain America, the uh, first Avenger. Uh, it was something that um, uh, Red Skull in that, uh, the character Red Skull in that was using to power up uh, weapons, um, uh, intended to be used against humanity during the events of World War II. Um, uh, but it was ultimately lost and it fell into the ocean. Um, uh, and it was eventually retrieved by uh, Tony Stark's father, Howard Stark. Um, and uh, it was kept in a facility and it was, uh, it was uh, researched, investigated by... Um, uh, Dr. Eric Selvig at uh, the uh, Project uh, Pegasus uh, remote re research facility and uh, we see in the cutscene at the end of Thor that uh, Loki is in control of Eric Selvig and he um, must have uh, helped him uh, stimulate the, um, the the Tesseract cube into opening up a, a portal uh, um, that uh, would uh, allow um, Loki to travel to Earth and um, and uh, the, the, the whole um, mechanics of it uh, I'm still not sure of how it's uh, the, the two connect but I'm sure that the, the, the infinity stones all are drawn to one another so potentially that's what happened that's how uh, Loki was able to open up a a, uh, a gateway between him holding the the scepter and the, the the tesseract which was on earth and maybe it was all all set up uh, to happen like that by Thanos who essentially is the big bad uh, lurking in the shadows uh, uh, within the first uh, this first phase of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, especially within the first uh, 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 Avengers films but he's the one who's pulling all the strings behind the behind the scenes and um, his ultimate goal is to obtain all of these these six infinity stones so that he can uh, he can uh, play out his plan to bring balance so th um, Loki's 
kind of being manipulated, but Loki just uh he just wants power, he just wants to um uh be this uh this uh prince of chaos, this trickster, so he's just and he's just wishing to to uh to maybe just rebel against his father uh odin and his brother thor uh probably just to get attention maybe so at the beginning of the film we see uh that um and we're told that uh that the the tesseract is opening up a, a portal in space um and we see nick fury uh arrive at uh the uh shield facility uh, of uh, project pegasus uh and we see that it's being evacuated um and we also get introduced to the character of uh maria hill uh um who uh becomes a prominent character in the marvel cinematic universe and um this is where she explains that the tesseract um uh which is a self-sustaining energy power source is opening a portal through space um and uh within no time at all it sends an energy surge and um we see the arrival of loki and um this is where uh from the first time we see him he's got a smile on his face so everything is uh, going a according to plan for him uh he immediately uh starts um uh attacking uh the the, the shield uh agents and troops that are there and fighting back um and uh and uh he's uh he's happy with uh what has happened that he's actually on earth um and all he wishes to do was obtain the the tesseract um uh, and he uses uh the 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 scepter that he has um uh which uh contains the uh no the, the scepter that he has is um one that contains the the mind stone um that's right it, it's uh the same and it's uh gives him the ability uh to control the minds of other people that's right so um yeah i think the tesseract uh has the space stone within it and the scepter that loki holds has the the mind stone and he uses this uh to control the minds of several shield um agents including um that of clint barton um uh also known as uh, Hawkeye, um, uh, and um, also Eric Selvig, and um, yeah, Jeremy Renner is uh, is great as uh, Hawkeye in this, um, and in all of the Marvel films actually. But I mean, we did get to see uh, some of him in um, in Thor, um, only a very very brief glint. Uh, a glimpse of him but he really shows uh he gets a real really good introduction here in uh uh the avengers assemble and um uh but he's manipulated 
by uh, Loki to do his bidding, and um, uh, as a as a as a result, he starts uh, attacking the other uh, Shield agents and uh, fighting fighting back and uh, aiding Loki into escaping from the facility with the the Tesseract. Um, and as a res- as a response to this, uh, Nick Fury. Um, uh, as a result of uh, him them losing the tesseract and Loki getting away, um, he activates the uh, the Avengers Initiative, which is something that uh, he had uh, previously discussed with Tony Stark um, uh, at the end of uh, I- the first Iron Man film, and we saw him talking about in uh, Iron Man Two, um, in which. Uh, Tony says, "Hey, I didn't even meet the requirements of your uh, your little you know team." Um, um, but in in this film, uh, the the threat to Earth is so great that uh, Nick Fury uh, has to call on as many superpowered uh, beings as he as he can, and um, and the first uh, person that he he thinks to to call on. Um, is um, Dr. Bruce Banner and uh, if you this is the first introduction of Bruce Banner in the Marvel Cinematic Universe even though he starred in um, the Incredible Hulk film that came out in 2008 um, and of course Bruce Banner is the uh, the alter ego of uh, the Incredible Hulk um, and the previous uh, film and the Incredible Hulk uh, is not is not connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, maybe uh, slightly, but not. Um, it's not heavily. Um, it's not heavily uh, um, uh, mentioned. Um, there is a, there is a, there is a slight mention of uh, who Bruce Banner is and uh, what he could have what he had been doing previously and that that could be connected to the storyline of the incredible hulk but in this film um instead of uh, being played by uh, edward norton um uh bruce banner uh um uh, the hulk uh played by uh mark ruffalo and uh the point where we uh get introduced to him uh He's been tracked down by Natasha Romanoff, uh, also known as Black Widow, played by Scarlett Johansson. And, uh, yeah, we get introduced, reintroduced to Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, uh, who we first uh, got introduced to in um, Iron Man 2, uh, when she infiltrated uh, uh, Tony Stark's... Um, uh, um, Stark Industries, and he, she was working undercover to help uh, um, bring in um, Tony at the right time. Um, and she's under the instruction of uh, of uh, Nick Fury, of course, because she's a, a Shield agent. And um, when we we see Natasha again, uh, she's taking a phone call from uh, uh, the character Phil Coulson. Um, who's an agent of Shield also, um, and uh, she's she's uh, undergoing uh, 
an interrogation by some uh, uh, Russian uh, dissidents, uh, who, some arms dealers, um, and uh, she she we, we think that she's being uh, interrogated and potentially tortured, but she has everything uh, under control. She's actually allowed herself to be uh, taken prisoner so that she could get information from these um, these uh, Russian dissidents. And um, she gets a call from uh, uh, Phil Coulson uh, telling her that uh, she needs to come back in. They need her to go on a mission. And it is uh, after she frees herself, um, which we see her travel to uh, India to go and recruit uh, Dr. Bruce Banner, um, uh, played by Mark Ruffalo. And... Uh, and uh, this is where we, uh, we 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 told he's told um, that uh, they have to, he's been brought in because uh, he that he um, is needed because they know who he is they know what he can do um, and because uh, um, of the threat of uh, of Loki and what is to come. Um, Obviously, Nick Fury is not. Uh, he, he wants to use as many uh, powerful uh, people on Earth as, as he can. Then we see uh, Agent Phil Coulson go and visit Tony Stark and uh, Pepper Potts um, uh, at uh, the new Stark Tower uh, in New York. And he goes there to request. Um, uh, uh, Tony help in um, the the assembly of the Avengers team, um, and also uh, we see uh, Nick Fury go and see Steve Rogers, aka Captain America, uh, with an assignment for him uh, to go and retrieve the the Tesseract from Loki. Um, and of course, he knows all about this Tesseract because. It was he who confronted Red Skull back in World War Two to stop him from uh, his own uh, um, mission of uh, world domination by using the, the power of the Tesseract to to overcome um, the uh, the other forces of uh, of Earth. Um, and then we uh, see. Uh, after this, we see the first um, meetup of uh, Natasha Romanoff, um, uh, Steve Rogers, and uh, Bruce Banner uh, on the Shield uh, helicarrier, uh, which uh, is uh, still in the water when we first see it, um, but which uh, uh, very quickly after their arrival, after their arrival with uh, Agent Coulson, uh, takes off. Um, and, uh, we, uh, and, um, Dr. Banner is escorted to a lab aboard the helicarrier, um, uh, where, uh, his, his mission, his job, uh, is to, to try and trace the, the gamma signature that the, uh, the Tesseract cube, uh, radiates so that they can, they can uh, track it wherever it is 
um, so that they can uh, uh, get it back. Um, and after spending some time tracking the whereabouts of the Tesseract and the helicarrier, um, a, uh, a, a man of uh, Loki's uh, description is, uh, uh, is discovered and found to be uh, in Europe and uh, after this um, Iron Man and Captain America and, uh, and uh, Natasha Romanoff uh, go to Stuttgart in Germany to try and apprehend Loki um, who with uh, Clint Barton uh, is attempting to steal uh, Iridium that they need to stabilize the Tesseract um, and uh, we see him uh, walking among uh, some of the uh, the people there um, at one of the, the auction houses there demanding the worship of uh, people that are uh, there in attendance and uh, and the on the outside and um, uh, doesn't one a man stands up at one point and he says that we're not going to be dictated by you we we've we've passed that um and then um after this uh we see the the arrival of uh the the quinjet um uh which um uh um delivers um uh, captain america to stuttgart so that he can face off against um, Loki um, and there is a uh, a brief uh, standoff between between them uh, before the arrival of uh, of Iron Man and um, then both uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers face off against uh, uh, Loki before Loki is captured and taken to on the the Quinjet and uh, um, they're attempting to uh, take him back to the, the Helijet but uh, then um, we see the arrival of uh, Thor uh, and there's a lightning storm surrounding the Twinjet and uh, Loki knows uh, he's not very fond of uh, lightning because he knows what happens after it and uh after this, we see Thor uh, land on the on the roof of the Quinjet, um, and then when the the Quinjet doors open at the at the back, uh, after uh, the uh, uh, Iron Man and Captain America want to find out who uh, is on on the roof, Thor introduces himself. Uh, he uh, takes Loki um, and uh, he races down to to Earth's surface um, and uh, then we see uh, Loki and, and Thor uh, try to uh, have a, a discussion which Thor tries to bring him down try to um, uh, get him to stop whatever he's got planned um, um, but then uh, we see uh, Iron Man arrives to try and uh, um, fight uh, Thor uh, to try and get an explanation as to who he is why he 
why he's working with Loki because uh, at this point he doesn't know who he is uh, and we then we see Loki look down upon from this this mountain top at uh, a Thor and Iron Man uh, having this uh, confrontation in the woods there um, and uh, it's quite a, a lot of funny moments within uh, the film and this is one of the, the most uh, the funnier of moments where uh, he, um, because of the way Thor speaks very eloquent very uh, you know highfalute um, in his accent um, Iron Man and uh, Tony kind of makes fun at him and uh, uh, Thor doesn't take well to being mocked and um, and then with the arrival of uh, Captain America we see uh, they all have a confrontation with one another Thor and Iron Man and um, Captain America and uh, Thor um, which uh, leads to um, Thor putting down his hammer Mjolnir down on um, Captain America's uh, um, uh, uh, shield uh and um which causes a a major um uh energy uh blast that uh knocks everybody to the ground um and from this uh we see um uh thor and uh iron man and uh, captain america uh on the the helicarrier where uh Loki uh, has been taken after he's been taken into custody um, when we see him walking past uh, Bruce Banner's uh, lab however we see that um, he's happy once again to be there he's smiling so everything is going according to his plan um, because uh, we, we uh, led to believe that he uh, knows who Bruce Banner is he knows who he has within him and um this is all uh all planned ahead of schedule um uh and then and while uh, on the the helicarrier we see uh yet more introductions to one another we see uh iron man be introduced to captain america more uh more formally we see uh, Iron Man be introduced to Bruce Banner, uh, who he's already familiar with because of uh, uh, his uh, his gamma research, um, and he knows that he's also the the Hulk. Um, and um, we we see them uh, get to know one another and um, and work to, and work towards. Uh, finding out uh, the 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 location of the uh, the tesseract, uh, which is something that they they are still um, in need of uh, um, uh, reacquainting with. Um, uh, however, um, Loki, or uh, I don't know if it's Loki doing it. Um, uh, on his own or uh or it's just the 
maybe is him using the 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 the, the stone the mind stone within the uh, within the scepter but um, over the time that they're on board the helicarrier we see that the all of the heroes uh, start to have these uh, these moments of um, uh, antagonism between the two between them all of all of them um, and uh, there's definitely a lot of tension and we see uh, at some points um, uh, almost spill over and um, when Natasha goes to talk to Loki uh, she dis- she discovers what Loki's plan uh, was um, and that was uh, to um, to get the Hulk to get Bruce Banner on board the helicarrier so that uh, he could uh, he could uh, cause chaos um, because he's trying to affect uh, Bruce Banner's mind to try and get him to to change uh, all throughout um, uh, and while still while Loki's still in custody while he's still manipulating everybody uh, we see that a uh, a group has uh, is now approaching um, the helicarrier uh, led by uh, Clint Barton, um, and they uh, attack the helicarrier and uh, um, and uh, they they see some severe damage to the the engines, one of the engines, and uh, we see. Bruce Banner uh, start to lose his uh, control over over himself, and uh, uh, slowly but surely, uh, we see the the Hulk be triggered within him, uh, who uh, starts uh, running amok uh, aboard the helicarrier and tearing through it, um, and uh, has a a brief altercation with. Uh, uh, Natasha Romanoff, uh, Black Widow, who's who's shaken by it, uh, um, and a uh, 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 confrontation with Thor, um, who uh, gets uh, m- who meets his match, you could say, in strength, um, and also during the fight we see Clint. Uh, Barton uh, fighting against Natasha, um, who's uh, who is trying to knock him out of the the mind control that he's under. Um, we see uh, Loki escape from his cell uh, aboard the helicarrier, uh, helicarrier um, uh, and he's confronted by Agent Phil Coulson. Um, but uh, Loki is able to to trick him and uh, and uh, then stab him uh, through his back with his staff um, before uh, um, tricking his brother Law uh, Law uh, Thor, sorry, into uh, the cell that he had previously been um, um, contained within, um, and he ejects the the cell um, that had uh, previously been built to house uh, a very powerful uh, creature uh, who was intended to be the Hulk. So this has already been in the testing phase. Um, And uh, 
Thor, we believe, is lost. Uh, Loki um, ends up uh, getting away. Um, and this is after this, we, uh, we see uh, Tony and uh, and Steve uh, work out that Loki uh, uh, is orchestrating um, uh, an alien invasion. Um, and that he's going to use uh, both the the scepter uh, and the tesseract to open up uh, a doorway for them to uh, come in, come to Earth um, around uh, Stark Tower, um, and um, that uh, defeating him will, will not be enough uh, because uh, and they need to. Um, he needs to overpower them uh, in a public way so as to validate himself as the ruler of of Earth. Um, and of course, uh, the uh, Doctor Eric Selvig is still under the control of Loki and is still uh, helping him to open this portal uh, to allow the uh, this army, this alien army, the Chitari. Uh, to enter Earth, um, so that uh, Loki could uh, could take over. And um, following this, uh, we see um, the uh, the portal being open above New York. We see uh, the Chitari uh, army come through and start fighting against. And starting to overcome uh, New York, um, but then we see uh, the the arrival of uh, Iron Man and Steve Rogers, um, and uh, the Hulk, uh, and uh, Thor finds his way back to back to them. Um, um, uh, because the Hulk. Uh, Bruce Banner he was uh, he had a because during the fight with the helicarrier carrier he found himself um, uh, falling to earth and crashing down and becoming him his human self again but uh, he uh, just find his way to New York because he knows that he needs to, to help in what is uh, is uh, gonna happen. And then we see this this huge uh, battle of New York uh, between um, the Avengers and the Chitari against against uh, Loki, um, and uh, because uh, they they see that the the fight not be not might not be won so easily, um, we see Nick Fury's superiors uh, trying to attempt. To end the invasion by launching a nuclear missile at Manhattan, um, uh, despite um, um, uh, Agent F- uh, uh, Nick Fury's orders not to fire, uh, a, a rogue jet launches uh, the missile at Manhattan, and uh, this leads Iron Man to have to intercept it and take it through the portal that the Chitauri fleet used to get to Earth to take it out into space so that it could detonate um, without uh, destroying 
New York and uh, Manhattan in the process. Um, then we see uh, Iron Man in, in space. Uh, he sees the, the whole fleet, the Jatari um, approaching after the, the explosion of the missile. Uh, he falls to Earth um, and he's caught by the Hulk. Um, and we see the Avengers uh, eventually appreh- apprehend Loki. Uh, um, uh, and then um, we see the, the fallout from the attack on New York uh, in the in the form of uh, news reports um, uh, that uh, uh, praise the Avengers for their, uh, their efforts to save as many people as possible. Uh, then we see Thor uh, escorting Loki and the Tesseract uh, back to Asgard uh, through a, a portal uh, so that he can be held responsible for his crimes. Um, uh, we, we hear Nick Fury uh, saying that uh, the, the Avengers will uh, go their separate ways uh, up until uh, such a time when the the world uh, is once again being threatened uh, by an a menace that uh, can't be controlled, um, and uh, then we see in uh, a uh, one of the post credit scenes of the film that happens right at the end, um, the character of the other, uh, who is a somewhat of a, an intermediary between uh, Thanos. And uh, all the other uh, alien uh, races that he uh, he deals with um, tell his master uh, that the humans are now uh, they are not the cowering wretches that they uh, were promised, and that attacking Earth again would be uh, to court death, as he says. And that's where we see the reveal uh, that his master is in fact Thanos. Uh, who turns and and smiles, uh, and then in the second post-credit scene, um, we see the Avengers gathered at a uh, Shaw Rama uh, restaurant, uh, uh, eating and looking a bit a uh, worse for wear, um, and then uh, then we come to the the end of the film, and. Uh, uh, as I was saying before, uh, this this film was um, was ahead of its time. Uh, a lot of films with um, a lot of um, film series that have uh, superheroes within them, um, such as uh, um, DC, uh, have have tried to have this coming together, this kind of team up, this event movie. Um, with all their characters um, previously, and it had had been um, had been done um, by uh, uh, in in um, TV movie form uh, during the the Incredible Hulk TV show, um, uh, where there was a there was a brief team up in that, uh, for a call between. Uh, Daredevil and the Hulk and Thor Um, but this film uh, The Avengers was a film that was that 
took the the concept of uh, of an event of a team up to um to greater heights than could ever have been imagined previously because it 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 the, the writing the action the special effects the the continuity the way that all the characters um interact with one another just seems so natural and um and it is uh just an introduction really to what would come afterwards and it's a great setup um and the avengers uh is essentially the the last film within the first phase of the the marvel cinematic universe and um after this film all the other films uh would reference this film um and they would all um um tie into the the main um uh uh storyline of of the of the 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 films of the marvel cinematic universe um and that is the uh, the um the obtaining of the the infinity stones but this is a great uh um it's a film that shows that they they work great as a team but there there is so there is a lot of tension between all of them because they they have a lot of um history and a lot of this is brought out and it all the tension starts here the tension between iron man and uh steve rogers um and captain america um we see this this tension the tension between uh thor and loki we see how manipulative and uh how uh cunning loki is um we see the struggle the first struggle between with, with uh, bruce banner uh with him trying to contain this rage raging monster within him of uh of the hulk um and we see the the that uh, both clint barton and uh black widow know one another they have a lot they have a history um and we see the death of phil colson uh agent colson in the film but he uh, uh is eventually resurrected and he's come to star in the agents of shield tv show but uh um his resurrection was not made uh aware and it wasn't met referenced uh again in any of the other f- uh films um but uh yeah the this this film uh even now uh you know uh 9 years on uh really uh to me stands the test of time and it always will because uh even if it wasn't a part of a of a, a saga of films if it was just a standalone film then it would stand on its own uh wonderfully it's very entertaining uh as i say the special effects uh are at a at a, a standard that uh just uh make everything um so uh photorealistic in lots of ways and the production is uh also wonderful the actors of course are a uh once again uh great um and uh yeah a great uh a great start to a a great um universe of of films 
that all interconnect with one another and uh, when you look back over them all they all reference one another in some way shape or form and uh, this is this really did set a precedent for a lot of um, filmmakers who wanted to make uh, something similar uh, especially uh, the the uh, I would say that the DC comics um, uh, movie branch when they were trying to come up with a concept to bring together such heroes as uh, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman um, that would eventually become the, the Justice League film but um, in my opinion they rushed uh, and, it, and it, you can rush into making something uh, into a, a team up movie an event movie and it can be great um, but I think if you do it the way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, have done it they they planned it out and they built the story and they introduced uh, characters one by one over time that was so natural that when it all culminates in an event film like um, the first Avengers film um, it really uh, feels earned and uh, you get it uh, the great thing is you get to know the characters before you see these life changing um, events take place you see the, the tension building and um, and uh, this all uh, gets added to and um, and uh, becomes a part of the 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 uh, detailed uh, story arcs of all the characters and um, this film uh, connects with all the other films that will come after it um, in a, a very naturalistic and uh, wonderful way in my opinion um, and uh, yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a great film um, and uh, if you haven't seen it, then I definitely recommend that you 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 see it if it turns up on um, on television, or if you've got Disney Plus, uh, you can check it out on there, or if you uh, find it on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, but uh, yeah, great film, wonderfully directed by uh, Josh Whedon. Um, I think uh, he really did show. Um, that he had a uh, a particular uh, um, gift of uh, working with a, a large cast uh, and large uh, ensemble of um, of characters, and um, yeah, it really does uh, um, the humour within it uh, also. Uh, uh, adds to the enjoyment of the film it doesn't take itself too seriously but when certain events uh, happen within the film such as the attack on the helicarrier and the Hulk uh, is released you could say um, and he goes rampaging you do feel the, the threat um, and you feel the, the tension and uh, you are uh, at, there are some points where you, you can't see where the film is going to go what will be the, the the conclusion the outcome um and uh because there's a lot of uh, tension and back and forth between the characters um you you don't know who who's working for who and 
the thing the great thing is at the the beginning of the film they're so uh there's such a division between all of them um they're uh all they're broken apart and then by the end of the film they all come together in this great um moment of solidarity in new york where they're fighting as a team with one another and at the end of the film they go their separate ways until the next time that they they're needed but that's the that's the story of the avengers in the marvel cinematic universe is that they they have this moment of uh of um divisiveness um then they come together for a a mutual um endeavor uh and then they go their separate ways again and there was this constant uh back and forth between them because they're so different they're so um they're 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 heroes in their own right and they're powerful in their own right um and they work better when they work as a as a team um and when you see them make the mistakes that they end up making and see the the after effects uh they seem very natural and that's one thing that uh the marvel cinematic universe uh does uh, as i've said better than uh other film uh franchises that have tried to uh try to copy or not copy but try and emulate uh what they the marvel cinematic universe has done um they, they it's uh it's it's something that is uh needs to be done um in such a way that it feels natural and a lot of it is uh casting the right actors uh in the right roles um having the 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 right writers the right director and um just telling uh, a story um that feels both compelling natural uh um and something that is uh, a great story to watch on its own but when uh, put into the context of a, the grander story uh, especially in the, the story of the Infinity Stone saga of films which all uh, come to fruition within um, Avengers Endgame film which was a long time, long, uh, time down the road uh, uh, in comparison to the Avengers film, but um, it's all um, uh, stepping. All these films are stepping stones to that grand uh, finale, uh, which is a great film that I uh, can't wait to cover at some point. Because uh, that's to another fantastic film, uh, just as uh, Avengers uh, Assemble is. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, so once again, I want to say if you haven't seen the Avengers, uh, uh, that uh, uh, I would definitely recommend that you check it out. Even if you don't like superhero movies, um, I think you can just appreciate it for for what it is, for being just a, a great, entertaining film with just great special effects. It's one film you don't even need to have seen all the other films of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can just appreciate it for what it is and for the great characters the great storyline um and uh and you won't be disappointed uh so yeah i'm gonna leave it there for now just want to say thank you for listening uh hope you like what you heard 
and I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings experience um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me uh, which is my website and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon